Good afternoon. This is Rob Port here on WDAY. Your call-in number is 701-293-9000. is the toll-free number. You can email during the show, talk at WDAY.com. We've got a... Um, uh, some more breaking news out of the Dakota Access protest site. Uh, authorities responding. I, I just got a press release from Morton County uh, saying law enforcement is currently engaged in a standoff with protesters on the banks of the Cantepeda Creek. I don't know how to pronounce that exactly. A protesters trying to gain access on a private property, also known as the Cannonball Ranch. Uh, early this morning, law enforcement witnessed a group of protesters building a handmade wooden pedestrian bridge. Uh, across the creek, officials responded and ordered protesters to remove themselves from the bridge and notified them that if they crossed the bridge, they would be arrested. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers has given Morton County orders to remove the makeshift bridge and arrest protesters who cross for criminal trespass. So that's ongoing uh, right now um, uh, today, and, and we'll certainly keep you up to date with that news. Uh, joining me right now is uh, Governor Jack Dalrymple, uh, and we're going to talk about some of these issues. Governor, thanks for your time. You bet, Rob. Good to be with you. You know, you. Uh, I, I was listening to some comments you made to another talk radio host. Uh, I, I believe you made them Friday, and, and you were saying that that it was your sense that the the pipeline uh, is is at least that portion. You know, not not having anything to do with the, uh, the the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers land that is currently being held up by the federal government. But outside of that, it was your sense that, that it was going to be done in a, in a few days. Is that, I mean, do you know what the progress is on that construction? Well, yes, as I understand it, um, Rob, uh, the company will be finished uh, laying pipe uh, in North Dakota basically by this weekend. And... Uh, you know, that is significant uh, in the sense that, you know, that takes us to the edge of the river, and then the only piece left is for the federal government, you know, to make their decision about an easement to uh, bore under the river. Speaking of, of the Obama administration, and that's obviously the, the part that's being held up, is is when the federal government's going to make a decision to let them cross that reservoir, go under the, the river. Um, President Obama saying in an interview recently uh, that it's it's his his uh, sense that they're going to let it uh, let the situation play out. Uh, I, I quote from his interview: "I think that right now the Army Corps is examining whether there are ways to route this pipeline in, uh, in a way." Uh, so we're going to let it play out for several more weeks and determine whether or not this can be resolved in a way that I think is properly attentive to the traditions of first Americans. When he says let this play out, I know your argument to the federal government, along with other state officials, has been that the federal government has exacerbated this position by by sort of dragging their feet or delaying this. You know, certainly when he talks about, you know, letting a situation play out, it's a situation that has resulted in over 400 arrests, uh, one of them an attempted murder charge, a felony charge, uh, for a woman who, who fired a, a, a weapon allegedly at, at North Dakota police officers. When you hear the president say that, what's your response? Well, I mean, I have no idea uh, what he means when he says, uh, let it play out. It seems to me it's been... Uh, playing out here for, you know, more than a year. Um, I, I'm not even sure what he means by that. The fact of the matter is uh, the project, you know, has continued, 
And by this weekend, uh, uh, the pipe will be in the ground in North Dakota. It's a 1,200-mile pipeline project costing uh, nearly $4 billion, and it will be down to um, basically one mile uh, of pipe to go under the Missouri River, about 92 feet below the bottom of the Missouri River, uh, and uh, a section of pipe that I think everybody would agree is extremely safe. So it's very hard to understand uh, what there is to play out. Uh, but nevertheless, um, you know, we in North Dakota are just doing uh, our part on this, uh, which is to make sure that we have law and order, that uh, the public safety is being protected. Farmers and ranchers of Morton County are being protected. And our state highways and our county highways uh, remain open or at least under the control of the highway patrol and the county sheriffs. So it's uh, it's a difficult situation, obviously, uh, one that uh, nobody really could have expected. Uh, but it is not helped uh, by postponement. We know that. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I had heard, have, have there been any meetings I, I had heard, and I, there's so many rumors around this thing, I don't, I don't know what to credit or what not to credit, but I had heard that there was a meeting recently between uh, tribal leaders, law enforcement leaders, maybe some state leaders where they had discussed maybe some of the factions within the protest movement that are responsible for some of the violent or unlawful activities uh, and that there was an agreement to maybe try to move some of those people out of the protest. Can you tell us anything like that? Is any of that public? Has those sort of meetings happened? Well, there has been ongoing uh, communication, of course, uh, you know, between law enforcement and uh, the adjutant general and uh, uh, tribal leaders. Uh, and I think uh, there was a significant development now in the last day or so where, uh, you know, the tribal government and the camp leaders, which is a, you know, slightly different thing than, than tribal leaders, uh, have agreed uh, that the Red Warrior Group uh, should leave uh, the main camp. They feel that they are not... Uh, uh, conducting themselves uh, properly. Uh, you know, that's uh, significant. I think, uh, you know, we we had hoped that the tribal leaders would realize that, you know, some of the more uh, violent agitation is not helping their cause. Uh, they, you know, really get the, the maximum benefit, you know, when they are eliciting the sympathy of the nation by by conducting peaceful protests. 701-293-9000, if you want to join in, 888-970-9329. Speaking with North Dakota Governor uh, Jack Dalrymple, you can certainly email as well, talk at WDAY.com. Uh, do you know, I mean, uh, certainly they've, they've, they've asked those factions to move, and, and we have... Uh, it's 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 hard because as you, as you say there's there's camp leaders there's tribal leaders it's hard to know who's really involved I, I don't think there's any one person or even one council or committee or group of people uh, who are in control down there I guess that's my my view of it 
Well, but that's right. Is 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 there is there a sense that that you know now that they've asked that group to leave that they are in fact leaving? I mean, is there any evidence that that they are leaving? Because certainly we have you know a situation developing again down there today where law enforcement's in a standoff again. Are are these these more uh, agitator like factions leaving? Uh, no, there's no indication of that. You know, at this point, Rob, but. Uh... Uh, I think that, uh, you know, the discussion about, you know, where people should be and uh, for how long is important. I know the uh, Corps of Engineers is trying to figure out uh, how to get people to move off of their federal land. Uh, they haven't had a permit there ever. And uh, what what they are trying to do, I think, uh, gradually uh, is persuade people to uh, move back to reservation land, and you know that may come about too uh, as the days unfold. So it's a uh, you know it's a kind of an evolving situation. Uh, every day is uh, a little different, uh, but generally speaking, uh, you know we cannot continue you know in the mode that we have been. We have a caller on the line who's got a question. Uh, Ryan, go ahead. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for uh, talking about this subject, and thanks, Governor, for coming on. Uh, I have two questions. Uh, second one more important, but first question, just how much uh, do we think that an added law enforcement uh, cost that we are at currently at that we've spent, you know, since this all started here two and a half months ago? Well, we have uh, gotten um, permission, I guess you could say, from the State Emergency Commission to uh, access now uh, up to $10 million uh, to ensure public safety and to, you know, maintain order and maintain control over our our highways. Uh, and that uh, obviously is a lot of money. Um, but uh, someday we hope to, you know, recover some of our costs uh, from the federal government and from others that are responsible. The, the real question I had that I, I'm glad to have both of you on because one of you guys can at least send me in the right direction here. One of the things I hear from some of my uh, friends out in Bismarck, is, and, and who knows if it's rumor or, or, or true, is that at one time uh, one of the proposed routes was going to go through the reservation, and then in the uh, uh, negotiations the reservation wasn't going to get enough money, wanted more money, so then it was moved out. Is, is there any truth to that, or can you guys – send me to a certain website that that would you know, information is available or maybe it's not available I, I think i actually need to write another I, i've actually asked that question of the pipeline company and, and certainly I, I the governor can can answer w with his knowledge as well I, i've asked the pipeline company that level uh, that question they said they have never made an offer to, to the standing rock and uh, you know th there was never a, a plan for, for the pipeline to go across standing rock land now it does cross the Fort Berthold Reservation with the three affiliated tribes, and, and the tribe did mm -hmm. vote, and, and there was some sort of an easement, and I don't know all the specifics of that one, but there was an easement negotiated with the three affiliated tribes. Governor, are you aware of anything? When I asked the pipeline company, they said they never made an offer. Are you aware, was this pipeline ever going to go across the Standing Rock Reservation? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. In fact, okay. uh, I really was not aware myself of of any controversy ever, ever about the routing until after all of the permits and uh, all of the approvals were in place uh, and that that is also 
kind of puzzling uh, how how late this all developed in the process. Ryan, thanks for the call. Let's go to Anita. She's got a question as well. Go ahead, Anita. Hi, I wanted to ask the governor how he could justify, being that he is the head of the North Dakota Emergency Commission, um, I don't think he should be a part of that vote because it, it, his vote would be biased. Also, it's like, you know, to ask the federal government to rep- repay that loan, it's not right to put that burden on the taxpayer. All right. Well, let's let's let the governor answer that. Thanks for the call, Anita. Uh, governor, it was it was the the legislature really that approved that, right? I don't. You didn't have a vote. I mean, explain to us how that process worked. Well, the emergency commission, uh, you know, can access emergency funds uh, in the interim in situations like this. Uh, the commission is made up of uh, the two chairs of uh, House and Senate Appropriations, uh, the two. Majority leaders, uh, Secretary of State, and the governor. So I have one vote. Um, you know, the vote uh, was unanimous. Uh, you know, to supply the funds that are necessary uh, to maintain uh, order in our state. And I agree with the caller. Um, it is very unfair for. Uh, ultimately, uh, North Dakota taxpayers to have to, you know, be the ones to meet this burden. Do you feel like I, I had I had Lieutenant Governor uh, Drew Wrigley on the program earlier this week, and one thing that we talked about was the money flowing in, and and it, it seems to me very frustrating because we have people donating money to bail people out of jail who are are purposefully committing crimes or or, or to support support a movement at least a faction of which, it seems to be purposely committing crimes to, to and I, I have seen at times where they have posted on social media, on their official accounts, where they have you know said, we want to run up costs for the state of North Dakota. We want to cause problems for the state of North Dakota. Is there a case that the state of North Dakota could have to go after maybe some of these, these private groups or private organizations that are seemingly specifically funding illegal activity? Uh, that's an interesting question, uh, Rob, and I think, uh, you know, after this is all over and is, you know, passed into history, it'll be very interesting to look back and and see how this all developed and really uh, try to analyze, um, you know, what are these uh, forces that are coming together from all over the nation uh, in Cannonball, North Dakota, uh, to try to put on like a, a major uh, resistance, a major protest over something. Uh, it's really quite remarkable, uh, the number of organizations, the number of people uh, who respond, uh, you know, to these uh, calls for action, and the amount of funds that pour into it. Um, I, I think uh, there's a lot to learn about how this has all transpired. We have a caller. We'll take Bob. Last caller. Go ahead. Hey, Governor, what do you say to the fact that at some point in time, this has got to cross the Missouri? That, that's a lot of people. What do you have to say about that? Thanks for the call, Bob. Uh, the, Go ahead. The permit uh, to bore under the Missouri River uh, is, is in the hands of the United States Army Corps of Engineers always has been. Uh, That's their decision. Uh, The state has nothing to do with that. 
but the problem is that the Corps of Engineers has never really indicated that there was any problem with the permitting process or how the process was, was done. And so I think people have, uh, you know, been operating under the assumption that, uh, you know, that easement will be granted. Governor, thank you for your time. Certainly appreciate it. You bet, Rob. Always good to be with you. The Dakota Access has kind of uh, taken up all the uh, the time these days, but uh, one of these days I thought maybe you'd want to ask me about the upcoming budget. Yeah, well, <laughs> it would be nice to talk about that, but you, you're right. It, it seems like the, the pipeline uh, fight has taken all the... Uh, the oxygen uh, yeah. out, out of the room, but uh, we have some time yet. We have some yeah. time. You're uh, you're still governor till December, so we'll get you on again. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. We'll All talk right. to you soon. Bye, Governor Jack Dalrymple. I'm Rob Port. More straight ahead. 9329 Don't go away. Hey, welcome back, Rob. Report. We uh, went a little long with the governor there, but of course, uh, you know, we wanted to give him enough time to, uh, you know, have a have an interview. So we're uh, we're going to come right back. I got some I got some sort of unofficial polling numbers on uh, Trump Clinton in North Dakota. I could share with you. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, also, a little bit more on President Obama's uh, comments on the Dakota Access Pipeline. He's going to let the situation play out a little bit. Maybe until he's not president anymore. More to come straight ahead. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If the pipeline is constructed, will the Standing Rock Tribe be billed for the cost that the protest incurred? Um, I don't know that the Standing Rock Tribe will be. I think there's a, I think there's an interesting question to ask about whether or not some of the groups, although it's hard. I mean, the, the Standing Rock Tribe partnered with a group called Earth Justice. Uh, Chairman David Archambault invited activists from across the country to come here and protest. Um, Mr. Archambault has has repeatedly said that he does not condone violent activity, uh, but he's also sort of tried to, to claim that that violent activity hasn't taken place. I'm not sure that Mr. Archambault's handling of, of the situation has been all that honest at times. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if you can... I don't know. It's an interesting legal question. I, I think I think there is something that's extremely troubling about the idea of of raising millions of dollars. Which, if if you start adding up the totals for all the different GoFundMe accounts and stuff like that, it's it's a lot of money. It's millions of dollars that are supporting people who are committing illegal activities on purpose. They, they know it's illegal, right? I mean, this isn't a situation where it's like they were holding a legal protest and it got out of hand. Uh, it's not a situation where law enforcement, uh, you know, came and cracked down on a legal protest. These are people who are blocking a highway. These are people who are vandalizing construction equipment, harassing pipeline workers, trespassing on private property. These are 
crimes that they're committing, and they're committing them. They, they call it civil disobedience, which is a little ridiculous because civil disobedience requires that one be civil, and I don't think there's anything civil about setting construction equipment on fire. I don't think there's anything civil about you know throwing Molotov cocktails at cops while you're blocking a public highway. There's nothing civil about those things. So does, do, do, do people who donate money to support that sort of a cause have liability? I don't know. I think it's a question worth asking. I think it's something worth exploring. Right? I mean, if, if, if you're an organization and you're organizing people specifically to come to North Dakota to specifically cause problems, to specifically commit illegal acts, to specifically run up the costs for North Dakota taxpayers, why should North Dakota taxpayers be out millions of dollars? We had Governor Dalrymple on the program earlier. He said that the state of North Dakota has a $10 million authorization. They got a $6 million authorization a few weeks ago. They just got another $4 million authorization. That's $10 million total that the state of North Dakota has had to dip into its coffers to pay for an expanded law enforcement response, not just North Dakota's law enforcement response, but the response coming from other states as well. We're having to pay for that, as well we should. Uh, the other states are helping us out. We're paying that freight. Um I think it's I think there are two issues. Uh one issue is, you know, why should why should the state of North Dakota have to pay costs for uh people who are are, you know, making an active decision to break the law and run up those costs for us? And B, where is the federal government? And and that was really frustrating with President Obama's um comments where he's saying he's going to let the situation play out. We're going to let the situation play out. I'll read, I'll read to you his direct comments again from the interview. Uh, we're going to let it play out for several more weeks and to determine whether or not this can be resolved in a way that I think is properly attentive to the traditions of first Americans. Well, keep in mind, this has already been like a, a year-plus process, probably two years-plus, all told, along the whole pipeline. Permitting process, environmental impact reviews, all that stuff, to... Um, a multi-year process to get this pipeline built. The idea that it should be longer is a little silly. Uh, the idea that at the end of it, at the zero hour, when the pipeline's most of the way completed, that we should be moving the goalposts is ridiculous. But also, remember, he's talking about letting a situation play out that has resulted in more than 400 arrests, multiple riots, millions of dollars in property damage, not to mention millions of dollars in costs for the pipeline company in delays of their lawful and permitted industry, their lawful and permitted work. We have a woman who was charged with attempted murder, right? It is only, I, I, I think, through the extremely professional conduct of North Dakota law enforcement that we haven't had more injuries or, 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 or deaths. So far, I mean, thankfully, so far, the injuries seem to be minor. Thankfully, so far, despite the, the efforts, the best efforts of apparently of, of one protester, nobody's been killed. And that's a situation that President Obama wants to, to, to play out longer. That's a situation where we're just going to let North Dakota twist in the wind with little or no federal assistance, when a lot of these illegal activities are starting on federal ground, federal property, core property, 
A lot of the illegal activities are being launched from reservation property, and the federal government's not going to help us out. At the very least, I'm not. Nobody's asking them to take sides on the pipeline. Nobody. And this isn't even about whether or not the Obama administration is going to approve the pipeline. But they're not even going to help us maintain law and order, so that the other people living in South Central North Dakota, the other people who are living on the Standing Rock Reservation. Who don't have a dog in a fight on the pipeline, who don't have a position on it one way or another, who are nothing more than innocent bystanders, can perhaps go about living their lives and using their public highways and being assured that their private property is being protected from a bunch of lawless hooligan political extremists. We're going to let that situation play out for weeks longer. It, it is it is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Again, no matter how you feel about the pipeline, no matter how you feel about fossil fuels, you got to respect the rule of law. Full stop. One group of people, no matter how pure you may think their political intent, does not get to just hurt another group of people, does not get to just trample their rights. Now, President Obama is all very concerned about making sure that, that, that Native American groups have a say in these infrastructure projects. And frankly, so am I. If there's ways we can improve that process, I have said from day one, I am open to having that debate. But we don't need to have that debate while simultaneously we're letting North Dakota law enforcement twist in the wind, while we're letting North Dakota citizens, both on and off the reservation, be harmed by these protests. That is not okay. That is a dereliction of the president's job it's, it's a dereliction of his duty 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 your call in numbers there's no excuse for it it's outrageous and that's that's again it's not about the pipeline right we can have a debate about the pipeline we can have a policy i i wish i was talking with somebody last night a friend of mine from the standing rock reservation enrolled member of the tribe we were talking last night. I can't quote him on the record or anything because we were just having a friendly, candid conversation. But what he was telling me is that he's ashamed of what's going on. He's telling me he'd like to get back to talking about a pipeline. He says he doesn't even feel like this is about a pipeline anymore. It's been co-opted by anarchists and extremists who have come here because they just want to fight with police. And I think that's the position... I think I think that's I think that's absolutely spot on accurate. More to come. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. This is the Rob Report, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Uh, sorry for that uh, scream that uh, started that song. At the uh, I, I, Yeah, right in the middle. I was I was all worked up. I was all being all real serious, and then all of a sudden I get a wah! Right. No one's told you that they pay me to keep you in, in check, have they, they Rob? Me, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
knock this guy down a rung or two. I've made a note not to, like to start that one like two seconds in now. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's all right. I actually like that song, but the uh, it's a great song. It just it, it started. Just, it it a popped up. <laughs> uh, it was funny because my uh, my wife uh, messaged me. She thought it was hilarious. And another reader, uh, or excuse me, listener uh, message. Uh, uh, he goes, that was the best song. Scared the crap out of me. Listening on my drive, thought someone was screaming in the, my back seat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, I have some uh, some polling numbers, and uh, this is uh, this is a. Um, a polling friend sent this to me, and I, I couldn't get the full polling memo. He was just, he's doing polling for various interests in the state and can't share with me the full report because he's not at liberty to. But he gave me some top line numbers for Trump, Clinton, Gary Johnson, and, and some of the others. Uh, and, and I normally wouldn't cite this, but North Dakota, we, we get zero pretty much polling uh, in, in, in a given election year. We get very, very little. And so sometimes. Um, I think it's interesting to just look at some of these numbers. So normally I wouldn't cite this because I don't have the full polling memo. But I, I trust my friend. I trust that he's telling me the truth. He doesn't have any skin in the game with the presidential race. And this is what he told me. And if you don't want, if you want to believe these numbers are crap, uh, you know, I don't blame you. And I don't, I don't really have a lot backing it. But this is what he told me, and I trust him, and I think he's in the know. He said Trump is at fifty percent in North Dakota, which doesn't totally surprise me. What does surprise me is. Clinton is at 15%, which seems really, I, I was surprised it was that low. Gary Johnson's actually really high. He's at 9%. Um, that's actually, if, if you consider in 2012 when he ran for president in North Dakota, he got 1.62% of the vote. If he's really at 9% right now, that's pretty high. Uh, the other candidates on the ballot, which would include Green can, uh Green Party candidate Jill Stein. Uh, together, they got three uh, percent, and then undecided was was twenty three percent. So, a, I mean, that's with with you know eighty eighty almost eighty thousand. I just checked the Secretary of State's website. Almost eighty thousand early ballots cast in North Dakota so far. Um, twenty three percent undecided to me seems like a pretty high number. You know, we're less than a week away from the election. Um, I'm surprised that Trump's not further over 50 percent in, in a state as Republican as this one. I think that probably speaks to some of the dissatisfaction in Republican ranks. But the fact that, that Clinton is at 15 percent really surprises me. Now, even if she gets by, by point of comparison, Barack Obama got 38 percent, just over 38 percent to 2012 when he ran for reelection, which is actually down from 44 percent he got in 2008. Um if even if if Clinton, if if this these polling numbers are accurate, and again, you know, take them with a grain of salt. Your your mileage with them may vary, but supposing they're accurate, um, Clinton would have to get every single undecided voter in North Dakota to come her way to match Obama's thirty eight percent showing in in two thousand twelve. To me, that's that's pretty surprising, and uh, it might speak to why. You know, outside of maybe creating some headlines and stuff like that when the Democrats have attacked North Dakota Republicans for backing Trump. And I say this as somebody, I, I think Trump's a cretin. I'm not defending the guy. But I don't think that those attacks from Democrats on Republicans, just as a, a, a practical political matter, are getting a lot of traction. And I think the reason for that is uh, most people in North Dakota don't seem to have much of a problem with Trump. Um, I fully expect him. I don't think he's going to get over 60%. I, I fully expect that he's going to win. Uh, by a wide margin over Clinton. I think that Gary Johnson is probably going to see a pretty big boost in his numbers. And I think overall, the presidential race, the number of people voting in, I think there's probably going to be a lot of people leave that one blank. That's that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm voting none of the above. Um, 
But I don't know. I, it was pretty interesting, and it surprised me. Uh, Clinton in North Dakota a lot more toxic than than Trump is, believe it or not. Uh, and and that that surprised me. Um, North Dakota, I think, a lot of time is seen as a as a red state, a conservative state. I, I don't think that we're that conservative. I, I think North Dakota is a pretty moderate place overall. I think we're very Republican. Um, I thought Trump would have driven more people away in North Dakota than he did. Uh, you know, and, and to the extent again that these polling numbers are accurate, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm overestimating his um, his toxicity. I guess to, to other voters, if for lack of a better term. So anyway, I got I got more uh, on that at sayanythingblog.com if you want to check that out. Uh, let's see tomorrow. I believe we're going to have Public Service Commissioner Julie Fedorchek on the program. There was a headline yesterday about the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, being a little bit tardy in in reporting some found artifacts. Uh, They did report to the Historical Society right away. They did not report to the Public Service Commission. I'm going to talk with uh, Fedorchek about that. We we just about got that booked up. Uh, Next week on Election Day, Doug Burgum will be on the program. Remember, you can catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again.